0: Are you ready, Ma? I'm ready, Erin. Let's go. Let's go to the cabaret. Welcome in. Bienvenue. We are in Berlin. 1931 Berlin. 1931
1: Berlin. Inside the Kit Kat Club in 1931 Berlin. Then we have a starry eyed Sally Bowles and an impish MC that sound the clarion call to decadent fun while outside a certain political party grows into a brutal force.
0: Did you write that?
1: Oh, well, wouldn't it be cool if I had? I was
0: like, when do you use impish? I took it right off of the internet. Oh, thank you, internet. And this is 1972 Cabaret. Cabaret. Released in February, February 13th, 1972. Directed by Bob Fosse. Fosse. He has won eight Tony Awards for choreography. That's more than anyone else. His dance style is, he's known for his turned in knees. His famous Fosse amoeba. His sideways shuffling, rolled shoulders, and jazz hands. Jazz hands. He choreographed The Pajama Game starring Doris Day and Damn Yankees. And he was in The Little Prince. So, and I mean, Bob Fosse is, he's Bob Fosse and he's known, he's a Broadway legend. So I was just sticking to the film stuff. Right. He directed Sweet Charity, Lenny, All That Jazz, and Star 80. This was produced by Cy Fjord. He did Storm Over Bengal, Woman Doctor, and Man From Cheyenne. But he was mainly known for um, his Broadway things, Ah. like how to succeed in business without really trying. And he had a partner It was Martin and Fuhrer, or Fuhrer and Martin. They were big-time Broadway people. Broadway! Broadway! The Great White Way! Um, The screenplay is by Jane Allen, who is a woman. Yay! She also wrote Marnie, Funny Lady, Just Tell Me What You Want, Prince of the City, Death Trap. She was also an uncredited script doctor. For "Cry Wolf" and "Copycat," and 1976's "A Star Is Born," mm. it all comes back to "A Star Is Born." Always does. In the "Gone with the Bushes expanded universe. Um, let's see. Oh, she was also a, uh, like she also was a director. I think of stage, and she was a novelist. She was pretty. Pretty, pretty high up in to-do.
1: But she had a kimono.
0: Probably did. But she wrote in a kimono. She was an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was based on Cabaret, the 1966 musical, the book by Joe Masteroff, with music, and, music by John Kander and lyrics by Fred Ebb. And that Cabaret musical was based on the play... I Am a Camera by John Drutton in 1951, which was in turn based on the short novel Goodbye to Berlin in 1939 by Christopher Isherwood.
1: Oh, I didn't know any
0: of that. I know. It started out as a novel, then it became a play, then it became a musical, then it became a theatrical musical. The songs were by John Kander. He also... Kander and Ebb are big-time Broadway people. Um, Other things you would know that they did is Chicago. So Kander did the music. He also, for films, he did the music for Funny Lady, New York, New York, and Chicago. And he did the film scores for Kramer vs. Kramer, Billy Bathgate, and the TV special Liza with a Z. Mm -hmm. And Fred Ebb did the lyrics. He also worked on Liza with a Z. Woman of the Year, Chicago. You know, he's Broadway legends there. The adaption score. Um, Oh, I didn't write down who did the uh, adaption score. I just wrote the particulars of it. Oh, my gosh. How embarrassing. It's okay. It's so okay. this person that I'm looking up, he also did... Lenny and he did the score for My Favorite Year.
1: My Favorite Year. We
0: did My Favorite mm-hmm. Year. And he did the score for All That Jazz. All That Jazz. And he did the score for Star 80. She's looking Aunt. as we
1: are listening. <laughs> For those of you who didn't figure that out by now.
0: Because I, I, I found it. I was like, oh, that was nearly seamless. And then it was the stage musical. I'm like, that's not going to have the guy that I need. Ralph it's Burns. Okay. And he. Ralph Burns did Star 80. And Ralph Burns did National Lampoon's Vacation. And Ralph Burns did Muppin's Take Manhattan. And ah. Ralph Burns also did... The movie that I refused to ever watch called All Dogs Go to Heaven. I don't know who watched, ever would watch such a movie. I know it was a cartoon and a lot of my peers probably watched it. But I didn't even have a dog when I was a little kid. And I was like, no, I do not need to see this movie based on the title alone. I don't need to be seeing dead dogs Big wondering heart. if they go to heaven. Well, evidently they all do. Yeah, duh. Okay. The director of photography is Jeffrey Unsworth. He did a little movie called 2001, A Space Odyssey. He -hmm. shot that picture. He also shot the 1974 Murder on the Orient Express. He shot Superman 1, 2, and 3. And he shot The Return of the Pink Panther, among many others. Ah. It was edited by David Bretherton. He also edited An Affair to Remember, which we've already done. We have. Silver Streak, The Diary of Anne Frank, Peyton Place, and The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, to name ah. a few of them. The cast it is starring one Liza with a Z Manelli. She plays Sally Bowles. She does. She's got some famous parents. She oh. A mom by the name of Judy Garland, and a dad by the name of Vincente Manelli. She was also in the Sterile Cuckoo, um, hmm. journey back to Oz. Journey back to Oz is what I wrote. Arthur. Um, she was also in the Broadway National Tour of Chicago. She did, I already mentioned Liza with a Z. And I know her best as Lucille Austero, AKA Lucille 2, in Arrested Development. Arrested
1: Development.
0: Mm-hmm. Michael York plays Brian Roberts. He was also in Romeo and Juliet, Murder on the Orient Express, Logan's Run, Spaceballs, Austin Powers, and in Knott's Landing. Because I saw his face. Stop. And I was like, why do I know this guy?
1: He was in everything.
0: Yeah. Helmut Grimm. He played Maximilian von Hoon. He was in Ludwig and The Damned. And also Voyage of the Damned. Like a bunch of German stuff. And we have Joel Grey. He was the master of ceremonies. He was in... Well, he was in, like, all the cabarets. He was in Wicked. He was in Chicago. He was in George M. I'm sorry, it's George M! Because there's an exclamation point in it. He's, he's, a, he's a big-time Broadway muckety-muck. Big time. And he's the father of Jennifer Don't Put Baby in a Corner Gray from Dirty Dancing.
1: Before the nose job.
0: Well, he's still even after her nose job. He's still job. her father, but yeah, she was she was
1: it. Don't put baby in a corner before the nose job.
0: Yeah, but yeah, he was like, "You changed your nose. I am no longer your father." Well, we don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe. And we have Fritz Wepper as Fritz Wepper, not Weber. Wepper. Oh, he he was in this German show. Just German crime show that ran from 1974 to 1998. He played Inspector Harry Klein, and it was called Derek. Wow. Yeah. I guess it That's sounds like it time. might be like their Law and Order or something. Two, two. And we have Marissa Berninson. Br- she played Natalia Landauer. Mm-hmm. She was in Barry Lyndon and Death in Venice. And then here is a bit of a sad tidbit. Her younger sister, Barry Perkins, who is also the widow of Anthony Perkins from Psycho, she died in the first plane that went into the World Trade Center.
1: Really? Mm -hmm.
0: Her sister, her sole sibling. Yep. So there you have the cast.
1: All right. Well, the film opens with a lot of background noise, and then there's a visual in black and white, and I felt like it was being shot through glassware or bottles because it was really distorted. I mean, you could see, but it was real distorted, like maybe in a really
0: old mirror. It looked like it was some sort of... Um, yeah, like some like some sort of... Um mirror kind of thing but like a, a shiny metal but that had dimples on it and it wasn't smooth and flat so you couldn't get a pure reflection off of it and right. it plus the camera was really close in and then the camera will pull, pull back and you could kind of see more
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. it seemed uh, yeah it just seemed very like the d- dented denty
1: and we found out it was Berlin nineteen thirty-one and there is Joel Gray in full makeup, huge eyelashes, he, uh, lots of lipstick, and he is singing the song Cabaret in German and English.
0: Yes. And I'm like, I know this song. It's weird. I've never I've I've never seen this movie before, but I knew this song because I guess there was a revival or something, and I saw a performance on, I don't know, maybe Rosie O'Donnell's television show or something, you know, and they bring the cast in and they do the show because I knew the song. But after watching this, I was like, so so that's Cabaret, huh? Huh. It was not what I thought it was going to be.
1: Not what I thought. In fact, I had never seen it myself.
0: I thought that it was going to be more... Like that it was going to be more shiny and kind of sparkly. And it was on, my, it's, it's completely on my fault. I thought it was going to be more like Chicago. The film. Cause I've yeah. never seen the stage version of Chicago. Right.
1: Um, I was surprised with the depth of the storyline. Yeah. Cabaret. I thought it was pretty much just a uh, musical um, and it was going to be in the club and just showing different numbers, and um, which it had, but it had a pretty deep storyline. too. Well,
0: nerd alert. All righty. So in most musicals, most musicals are integrated musicals. They're called that, not because they have a lot of people of color in them. Because they don't. <laughs> no. Spoiler alert. There's... <laughs> No one. I mean, I I guess if we're pulling at straws, we would ca- count Jewish people as people of color. But I I don't know where that stands on it. But let's just that's it. I mean, there is no brown people at all.
1: No, there's no people of color. There are people of different ethnicities, but all this pretty much is same color.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the way you say it, Ma. So the integrated musical, the character sings and drives the plot. So it's almost as if, and I believe that I read that Bob Fosse said this: that when a character has so much emotion that they can't say it, then they have to sing it. And then when a character has so much emotion that they can't, it can't be contained within song, then they also have to dance it.
1: Oh wow!
0: Mm-hmm. So this though is a diegetic example of diegetic storytelling where it's told to the audience and there's um, there were a lot of different because as we mentioned in the particulars this was based off a musical that was based off of a play that was based off of a book so there's a lot of differences in it and there's a there are a lot of di- differences in the stage version versus the film version. Correct. And one of the things that they did was they, for the movie version, they took out all of the musical numbers that didn't happen in the cabaret. Right. So all the musical numbers, except for one takes place inside the cabaret. Right. And then they brought back storylines from the other the, from the play and from the book, different plot lines into this. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: well, um, one line that he sings is leave your troubles outside. And, um, there are, uh, there are men in drag. There are, this looks like, well, it said, um,
0: decadent fun. So it was a fun place. Okay. Evidently, 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 that's what I've heard about Berlin in the '30s. Was that it was a, a real fun place to be, kind of like the Roaring Twenties and stuff. Yeah, um, the people were just like, it doesn't matter as long as you're having fun, and you would go there. The thing that I thought was interesting was that it didn't. It I it didn't have that sheen to like everything still felt very dirty like the cabaret and all the women and stuff they they weren't it wasn't like they were models or anything no this was like an underground very seedy club very grimy the costuming and stuff with threadbare I I just like oh this this isn't that sheen of Chicago. There's no there's no sequins because all of the sequins have fallen off. Right. I'm just like oh man and
1: which is what made it possible for the Nazis to come to power.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, that's the point.
1: I mean, people were very poor, and um, the other world war had had decimated their economy and you know, there weren't jobs and you know, people were just looking to have a good
0: time if they possibly could. Well, this uh, is part of the nerd alert, the Vi, Vimear Republic. So it was Germany basically from 1918, which is like the end of world war one to 1933, you know, when the Nazis came in and were like, yeah, this is ours now. Yeah. So.
1: We were just beginning to see um, the Nazis showing up. hmm Okay. Well, we cut to Michael York getting off uh, a train at the train station. I knew immediately who he was.
0: I lo- I did too, but I thought he was German because he looks like a Hitler youth. He looks quite
1: german but he's quite british yeah
0: and then he talked and i'm like oh man he's very british
1: well as we know those cultures tend to mix yeah look at our dna okay so then he goes to um no then we go to then we cut to the stage show and michael york arrives at Liza's door she is in a boarding house And he is there to rent a room. And she is, um, okay, if you think of the British people as being staid and stiff upper lip and um, quite proper, she's everything that is the opposite of that.
0: Ma, dare I say it, as soon as she opens the door and you see her, a star is born.
1: I have more to say about that, later. Okay, so she's Sally Bowles. She's always smoking. He, His name is Brian. I never really caught his last name. I think
0: name. his last name is Brian Roberts.
1: I think it is. Yeah, okay. Brian Roberts. Now, to explain her eyelashes is to say spider legs on her eyelashes.
0: Yes. That, you could say, I thought sunflower petals, but, oh, you that's know.
1: much nicer. But, yeah. I Huge. mean, so overly exaggerated much like um uh our people are trying to do now with mascara with this um the fiber growing I mean they add fibers so that they can have this cut. it's not a good look people well,
0: they add fake eyelashes I mean she there's it's adding her- fake eyelashes and there's what she did which is It's very like, whoa, you know that glam rock is going to come around later, right, Liza? But, hey, she is a gay icon, and you see it right there on those eyes. Yeah, you do.
1: There's a reason for that. Wow. I mean, it's just, at first, it's just really annoying, and then it's like, wow, and then it's like, that is so her.
0: Okay, and so she- she's got her mom's eyes. Cuz remember when we were and the yeah. I'm just going to say it, when we were watching the stars boy with James Mason and Judy Garland, remember we said that her we're like, "Wow, Judy Garland's eyes are pretty far apart." I think
1: Liza's are even farther. And
0: like apart. Liza Minnelli's eyes are pretty far apart. Like like a fish. Like, like they're on the sides of her head. Well, I mean, I'm not,
1: I don't, they're really far, they're
0: really far. I'm not making any judgment, they're just very big, very far apart. And then I looked at a picture of Judy Garland and I was like, wow, yeah, she had really far apart eyes as well.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's a syndrome of some kind.
0: Well, we'll, maybe, you know i read that you know the old alcohol and the old Out drugs fetal alcohol and the syndrome. old system i mean yeah. i don't well. think i think eliza minnelli probably had you know what when she turned 21 that was not the or anytime that she was outside of the womb that was not the first time that she had any sort of alcohol or drugs in her system
1: <laughs> she was in the womb saying um Hendrix Gimlet, not Tangare.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Um, well, she's introducing him to all the people who are at the boarding house. It's quite an eclectic bunch. And then we go back to the Kit Kat Club, and we see Sally's act. She's singing and dancing with a chair, singing Lee Lieber Herr."
0: My oh, dear and man. this is just—you want to know what Fossey, what Bob Fossey choreography is? There it was. I. Were you not laughing hysterically <laughs> yes. at the the women on the chairs and stuff? I'm like, yes. I'm doing it all. I'm, I I want to memorize this all I so I can do it. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a reason why he would. He Is he still with us? No. There's a reason why he, he was such a legend. Yeah. See, I thought he was only a, all I knew was choreography with him. I did not know he was a director. Mm-hmm. he was an
0: artiste
1: Ugh, he had a kimono too Brian is in the crowd and in the crowd he meets Fritz and Fritz becomes a good friend Fritz wants English lessons but more than English lessons Fritz wants to marry a rich German woman because Fritz is on hard times and he would like to be living a better life
0: yeah Fritz. it was almost as if Fritz had see- gone into the future and watched a new leaf and heard what the butler said to my main man, Walter Matthau, about if you're yeah. a man and you're born with nothing, the thing that that do what men have always done, and that is marry a rich woman and take all her stuff. And That's Fritz, right. was just, Fritz was on the prowl. He needed to sharpen up his English so that he could appear to be um, a sophisticated and not poor and he could go in on the pounce. And you know what? Fritz had a lot going for him. He was a good looking guy. He was. Guy, good looking guy.
1: And Fritz was a man about town. I mean, I believe uh, Martha Washington could name her Tomcat after him.
0: Yeah, Fr- because Fritz, was, he. he wasn't going after the first, you know, the first thing that he saw. He was keeping feelers out everywhere because he yes. wanted to reel in the big fish.
1: At this point, we find out Sally's father is an ambassador or almost an ambassador.
0: Now, I have a question, Ma.
1: Yeah. Do you I believe this?
0: Hands. Because she says that she's that he's an ambassador and all of this stuff. Yada, yada. Then there's a scene later. Mm-hmm. where she comes back from visiting him, but he was gone and left her a note. And she's upset over it. And then later, she's talking about how her dad is an ambassador. But I'm part of me was like, I don't know if I believe this. What if she's just the American version of Fritz?
1: I think she... Not, not the American... Well, yeah, there's that in there. Um, she is not beyond telling a lie to advance herself. Yeah. And her dream is to become a famous America a famous actress. And uh, yeah, and she wants the good life as well.
0: Mhm. Because yeah, go ahead.
1: So it's very possible that that her father being ambassador is fictitious.
0: I was looking to research that but alas people I ran out of time.
1: And it it didn't come up in anything I was looking at. Okay. we hear it gone with the bushes go into films in greater detail than the research um allows
0: well and sometimes you know what we run up against the clock time runs out it does because i'm
1: not allowed to rent the film until oh please i can't even remember
0: okay friday it it, you know what people though it's tragic But some people they lose track of the weekdays. They don't know when Friday comes about because Monday means nothing to them. So Well it does if I have a job. Tragedies abound. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yesterday we were talking, Aaron said have you watched the movie? And I said it's not Friday yet, but
0: it was. And and you know who knew it was Friday? (laughs) This girl. This girl knew it was Friday on Wednesday. (laughs) She was like, no, it's not Friday yet. No, it's not Friday yet. Woke up on Friday and was like, you know what I'm talking about, all you people who work. When you wake up on Friday and you're like, yes, it's fucking Friday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, we're back at the Kit Kat Club. And this time we're doing, we have two women doing mud wrestling.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that. again,
1: as Aaron stated, these are not models. These, these are, are these are women. German women. These are German stock women. <laughs>
0: these, are, these are the women who oh, how many beers do you need in Steins? Six. How about I bring you twelve?
1: <laughs> in, in one my t- <laughs> yeah.
0: In my six. Sweats. Steins in each hand. Okay. You need a you need oh, you need a car pushed. Don't worry. I got it. <laughs> You need that car lifted off of your child. I'm here. That's me. Look at these ankles.
1: That's right. Well, um, Sally and Brian are sitting together and she is eating and she is then explaining to him that she wants to be an actress. At this point, I wrote down the word flighty and then I wrote down ADD. I mean, she is attention deficit.
0: Well, she's an actress. If anyone has ever been around actresses or actors, you're like, oh, man, yeah. I I don't know if you got talent, but you sure fit one stereotype.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's all over the place. I mean, she's talking about everything, and she
0: is a fast talker. And, it, and guess what? Everything is her. Don't oh. – you don't – You can tell her whatever you want about you. She is not paying attention and not retaining it. The world revolves around her. Yes. Uh,
1: Which can be witnessed in any uh, Bravo series. Okay. Uh, At the Kit Kat Club. Now there had been a, a Nazi youth who had come through the crowd collecting money for the Nazis And the club manager had thrown him out.
0: Yeah, he's like, get get the hell out of here with that! And you're like, yeah, it's not gonna work. Well, I mean, sadly, we're watching this in 2019, but it's gotta be on the Good Reheatables list of the of the one guy kicking the Nazi in the butt. I couldn't
1: agree more. Get the the fuck out of my
0: club! Yeah, I mean, when he's
1: getting kicked in the gut.
0: Because we know what happens. I mean, history is it's a fact of what happens. Th- th- there's a lot of that that happens in this movie of like, yeah, oh, girl, let me tell you something. <laughs> there were I was doing some horror movie talking in this movie. <laughs> I was dude. Get out. <laughs> I was like, girl, you need to get out, mock schnell. <laughs> Okay, well back in
1: the rooming house, it just so happens that Brian's room, the door to Brian's room is to, is right across the hall from the the door to Sally's room. Sally's room is more spacious, Brian has a really small room. So, he needs to, his job is teaching being a, an English tutor to people in Germany. And so he can he can charge 3 mark an hour. But he didn't have room in his room, so he she said, use my room, um, because we're good friends.
0: And she so, says that she's always out. She's out during the day, and then at night, she's at the cabaret. Right.
1: And she only brings a few men back to her Just place. Just a few. She usually goes to their place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, somehow, um, she ends up kissing Brian, and the kiss is not reciprocated. She's not used to this.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. Have you not seen my haircut and my eyelashes?
1: And all of this. And um, so uh, she goes in her room and brings her record player back over and puts on music because that's going to do it. And she says, you know, like uh, she's trying to seduce him and it's not working. And so she's going, um. So, like, do you not sleep with
0: girls? And I'm th- I'm thinking I'm looking at Michael York, and also there was a scene between Michael and what's his name Fritz, and Fritz was like, "I'm not sleeping with you," and Michael looked to be a bit disappointed in that. So I'm, I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, pick up on those uh,
1: on those vibes. Hmm. Well, he says he has slept with three girls in the past, and it was it was disastrous each time. So they agree to be friends. Okay. So then he has an English lesson with Fritz and he is telling the head of the boarding house, I have a new pupil coming. Please bring her up to Sally's room. When she gets here, her name is Natalia Landauer.
0: Landauer.
1: And everybody is a flitter because the Landauers that own the department store. Oh, we have a rich one here. Oh, They are enormously rich Jews. Well, now looking at it in 2019, you're going, this is not going to be good.
0: Yeah. And I didn't even realize that they were until she was like, oh, until later. And she says, oh, I'm Jewish. I was like, oh, because they didn't really. Did they say it at the beginning? I thought it was just she's rich.
1: This was, it came out here when they were talking about the department store.
0: Oh, because she,
1: does, she is not a stereotypical looking Jewish woman. So, um, yeah, it, it came out there and, uh, Fritz is all over this. He's going to make a pass at her. She's got department store money. Are you kidding?
0: Well, he, before he even, he, he didn't know what she looked like. Cause that was a joke. Cause, he, cause they're like, oh, cause they made some sort of fat joke, and Fritz yeah. was said he was doing calculations because he was like, Landauer, they are loaded. How, exactly how fat is this woman? Yeah, because <laughs> he was trying to gauge the wealth to to the fat, and then when she walks in, va 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 Like, what? I didn't know that they made eyes that color. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I was like, wh- "What the hell?"
1: So, so the the three of them are sitting there, and Sally barges in, saying she needs a drink. So she, so uh, Natalia is like upper class mm-hmm. um, lady, and
0: here is oh, well, and also she's a virgin, so she's pure and a lady, and then you have Sally. Who Even I mean, it, you know, who and, hasn't she slept with?
1: Right, and she well, she barges in saying she needs a drink, and Michael York is like wanting her out of there because he doesn't want her to um stop this woman from coming to him for tutoring. This three mark an hour woman, yeah,
0: because he's got this woman has class and stuff, and so he. He wants, he doesn't want this, you know, sadly, he, Sally's a bit low class. And he doesn't, you know, she's faster and low class and into that nightlife cabaret scene. And this woman, she, you know, she sleeps during the night. She's not out partying and stuff. And she's not drinking she if she drinks what she probably drinks sherry no
1: probably a, a tiny drop
0: of mm-hmm. sherry a, a, an aperitif of some sort i i don't know she's a you know she's a classy lady and you know what's his face is just yeah you know come on get they like, do me a solid i'm trying to be classy here
1: well and then sally is noticing that fritz and brian are just paying attention to natalia
0: well she's rich and she's really good looking
1: but sally's not used to that she's used to every man just drooling over her
0: like sally you're not as as rich (laughs) as this or refined yes
1: so she she's starting to sabotage the lesson because she's jealous
0: so she's Uh jealous of natalia Mm -hmm. okay because i couldn't figure out who she, cause she definitely, she didn't want Fritz. And by that time, what's her face? They were just friends. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't be necessarily jealous that, oh, he would, I guess, cause he was just smitten with her intellect and like rich. Like, right. because she did have a good personality. She was nice. She wasn't all hoity-toity, and she didn't have a stick up her butt or anything. No, she Sally doesn't...
1: was just jealous that somebody else was getting the attention ah, that she was used to getting. I see. Now, she, granted, she's used to interacting with men after they've had several drinks at night.
0: And being a little handsy. Sally's got a lot of Me Too stories that she could tell. Yeah,
1: but Sally has some Me Too stories she was a part of. Okay, well fritz starts courting natalia Mm -hmm. it's like and i I thought at one point she seemed to be enjoying brian more than fritz and then we see natalia with the dog is that your your breed
0: it isn't my breed but it's a terrier i believe it's a wired haired terrier
1: oh because it had the it had the nose thing Hair going
0: on yeah but it was a wire haired terrier like the wire hair but it was all gray it wasn't like the spotted one it oh, was okay. at the dog show but you could tell it wasn't a bedlington terrier it was okay. like a wire haired terrier it
1: was adorable oh it was adorable all dogs go um, to heaven. so um i didn't see it coming Sally is on her way to meet her father. We we uh, alluded to this earlier. And um, so she is putting on prim and proper clothing. She has her fingernails, her green nail polish that I didn't know they had in the 30s, is gone for just plain fingernails. She's going to be the good girl when she goes to meet dad.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that. I think I was getting my cookies out of my ninja.
1: Well, she... Uh, I mean, she comes back from there and she's despondent because he didn't show, he sent a letter saying, "I'm sorry, couldn't make it. And she says, I'll show him, I'll become a big film star. And then maybe I'm not worth caring about. And so Brian consoles her. Um, Were you thinking,
0: oh, is this cutting a little close to the bone, Liza?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, she totally needs a father's approval a man's approval and they kiss and they have a relationship. And she says, obviously the first three women had a problem.
0: They, they weren't the right three. <laughs> and they laugh.
1: And then she sings maybe this time, uh, in a rehearsal mm-hmm. to an empty, uh, Kit Kat club. Okay. Well, um, then we have Sally going to Natalia's house. Natalia needs um, advice because she she is uh, interested in Fritz. Fritz has declared his love for her. and But one time they were together and, and he pounced on well, her. He pounced
0: what, on her because Sally told Fritz, was like, oh, you need to pounce on her. And Fritz said, "I'm not trying to get in jail." And I said, "Oh, put that in the reheatables. Bulls. Way to go, Fritz! 1931, recognizing that maybe you shouldn't just pounce on a woman." But then Sally was like, "No, you can." And so then you cut to this scene, and it's like, "Oh man, well this is problematic."
1: Yeah. Well, it it sounded like it was going to be a rape. But then she said that she started to respond and enjoy it.
0: Which I was and, like, what well, I what are we what are these messages we're sending now? Mm, mm. This is problematic, Fosse.
1: So she's asking Sally, is it love or is it infatuation of the body? At this point, we're introduced to Max von Runer and um, musical number ensues, talking about money makes the world go round because Max is
0: quite rich. Max is, his, his real name is Maximilian. That's how rich he is.
1: And um, at this point, an hour has passed. And that's and it for the notes. That's it for the notes. Just to say, um, Max and... Uh, Liza Minnelli and Brian, they become a threesome as far as always hanging out together. Well, and (laughs) hmm. she's not totally gonna get rid of Brian, but she really wants the money from Max. And so a lot of that ensues. And we find
0: out that Max is married, but his, he and his wife have an agreement so Max pretty much can do whatever he wants, and he does it with whomever he wants.
1: Right. Um, yes, Max and Brian had some time together. Max and Sally had some time together. So, um, that's where that's where our notes end. And so that's the setting of the table, and we've already told you the POC count. None. Nil. Zippola. Which, truth be told, (laughs) well done, people of color, because it wasn't going to work out for you in a a couple more years.
0: Yeah. You're you're pretty much – you know when they they say that when a tsunami or something, something bad's going to happen in nature, and you see all the birds going in the other direction – it was like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, so um, you've given us some nerd alerts. Do you have more?
0: Okay, let's see. Where are my infamous notes in my papers? Where do I have them? The diegetic. <laughs> the... My, um,
1: my notes are out of order this week, so it could be a little.
0: I have mine hair and money were the two new songs that were written. Um, Oh, at the beginning of this movie there's a lot of credit to the beginning and there was one research consultant and it was Hugh Wheeler and I was like research consultant why is he- this research consultant Hugh Wheeler like, what the hell is that well he rewrote Jane Allen's script because Bob Fosse wasn't completely happy with it so he got credited as research consultant. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I read that and I said, Ah, that makes sense. Um, I have the, the some of the the differences between the stage version mm-hmm. and the film version. So in the stage version, Sally Bowles is English. In the film she's American. In the stage version version, Sally is an untalented singer. Yes. She is, and so she's delusional, as wanting to be a star. Like you stink. And the author of the Goodbye Berlin, the book, he he thought that Liza Minnelli was too talented to play Sally Bowles. He's like Sally Bowles sucks. Yeah. Liza Minnelli's really like she's Liza Minnelli. Her mom's Judy Garland. The daughter of Judy Garland can't be untalented, right? um cliff bradshaw in the stage version is brian roberts in the film version and he's made british in the film fritz natalia and max they are in the play i am a camera and they're not in the stage version so they're a whole subplot which in the movie i did wonder i was like well what 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 are we doing here with fritz and natalia I like them, but when I was thinking about the movie and their whole subplot, because I, I thought the movie was a little long. It was two hours. I just, it was. I thought, did, did we need that subplot? But I guess we did
1: for the whole <laughs> for, the, for the ending, I would think.
0: And that song, maybe this time, it was written earlier by uh, those Ebb people for Kay Ballard. So there you go. I know who
1: Kay Ballard was.
0: I don't, but I thought that you would.
1: Yeah. I used to see her on the Mike Douglas show.
0: And the song Tomorrow Belongs to Me is the only song not sung in the cabaret. And it's the only song not sung by Sally nor the MC. Yes. So, those are my. Those are. Okay. My, oh, well, I guess I'll get That's uh, another nerd alert, but it can follow into my, uh, my reheatables. Okay, let's go to reheatables. Oh, okay. Go ahead.
1: Okay, well, oh, my biggest reheatable is the whole Nazi thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. And then the dead
0: dog. Well, are you these are your battery heatables? Yes? Yes, Nazis are bad. <laughs> no, no, Nazis are, yes, okay, yes, Nazis are bad. Yes. And then
1: my other one was, you know, the whole smoking and drinking while pregnant because we didn't tell you about that, did we?
0: Ah, uh, yes, but I knew she was getting an abortion. So I was kind of like, we
1: didn't tell you about that either.
0: I was like, she knows that she is not going to hang on to that fur coat, yeah. and it, because honestly, it's Sally Bowles. Do we think that this is her first rodeo?
1: Eh, probably not.
0: You know, she, yeah. she, she knew exactly the doctor to go to and exactly how much it would cost. Yes.
1: I wonder if he gave discount for multiple visits. <laughs>
0: She probably had a punch card. Hey, you know what? They, they didn't they didn't have the pill back then. So I'm not making any judgments upon it. I'm not anyone. judging either. You do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, do we really want Sally Bowles mom? Sally Bowles PTA mom? Is anyone looking for that? I don't know.
1: That might be a great sitcom.
0: <laughs> Sally Bowles PTA. <laughs> <laughs> on CBS it would be
1: CBS all access now it is welcome in beyond venue mom <laughs> you, you have to pay to be able to see it okay um uh, do you want to do your your negatives now or you want me to do my pause and your and then you do your two? Oh, you can go do your pause then okay my positives were joel gray yes I mean, come on. That was a performance. It was very good. Uh, my positives. The Kit Kat Club enjoyed making fun of the Nazis.
0: Yeah, they did. Not going to end well for the Kit Kat Club. I know, but, but it I was mean, fun while it lasted. The last shot of the movie, you're like, well, hope. Hope you really like those. Hope you hope you got those yucks in and the you're like, oh, those sick burns. Because, uh, yeah. OK.
1: And Brian told her he wanted to marry her and he would be the father no matter who. He would be the dad no matter who was the father of the baby. Mm-hmm. That was a positive.
0: Yeah. And he, that guy's a, he's a smart dude. He said, come back to Cambridge with me. You know, I'm a professor because he was there working on his doctorate. So the guy's intelligent. He's Cambridge. And Sally Bowles is thinking, I can't be a mom in Cambridge. Which, you know what, Sally? Give it a few years and you're going to be thinking, my God, I should have been in Cambridge.
1: But another positive reheatable is when she realized this is an easy. This is an easy way out for me. This is a sure thing, but it's not what is going to make
0: us both happy. Yeah, it wasn't going to last between them. I'm just saying no. for her no. safety, like you know. Yes, reading tea leaves and whatnot. Not saying what that not? I thought it was a good move on her part to to have dealt with her situation the way that she did. Yeah, yeah. I I was. Like oh, 1972. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was just saying more. Just it's time to get out of Dodge. The streets yeah. are. It's It's gonna get heat up. Get, get get out. out. <laughs> Mach schnell.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Yes. Get out.
0: This is not gonna end well
1: for anybody.
0: Your hair is a little too dark. Your nose is a little too big, and your eyes are a little too brown, Sally. <laughs> yeah, just saying. You you don't have the blonde the blonde hair and the blue eyes, so you're gonna Neither need some proof. Neither did the
1: Führer, but it didn't. Seem he's good.
0: the Führer. He's you. He's the boss, When you're the boss, man. You can come up with crazy ass rules, and you can give everyone meth so that they're crazy monster warriors.
1: There you this go. This is
0: what you can do. Okay, your reheatables. Okay, my reheatables. So my bad reheatables. Um, Well, Sally's advice to Fritz to pounce on the woman. (laughs) I thought that that was a bit iffy. How did I not
1: put that in there?
0: (laughs) I I was like, Sally, whose team are you on? Oh, Sally was on everybody's team. Yeah, I'm like like pounce. Like I know what you mean, like you know, maybe make a, a bit more of a move and stuff. A but pass, you know, but not a full on. Yeah, do you know thrust. Fritz? Like, how is he? Is, is he going to interpret that the way that you you mean him to, or is he going to get all rapey on that advice? Yeah, it was kind of rapey. Yeah, luckily Fritz was kind of like, I'm not a rapist, but I. Maybe if you say it's okay, Sally. So that was a bit iffy. That's true. Uh, Worcester sauce and a rotten egg <laughs> 1931. What are you doing? <sighs> what I'm Man. they don't have refrigeration. I'm just thinking those eggs, I'm sure they're fantastic because they haven't been, been fed corn and stuff, so they're probably fantastically fresh tasting eggs, but salmonella you know they didn't taste them they just downed them with the Worcester sauce and just there's no is there a refrigerator where you keep in the eggs you I no, don't know it was no because
1: they got them fresh every day yeah I had my little egg thing out on the porch they didn't refrigerate their eggs
0: yeah that just seemed you know hindsight in 2019 it's like rotten, egg, uh, rotten eggs raw eggs Let's uh, let's tap the brakes on that. Maybe let's put some heat in there. <laughs> um, let's see. Sally thinks she's going to... Oh, yeah. Sally's like, oh, I'm going to be an actor. Oh, my God. You, you probably should leave Germany then. <laughs> Just... I mean, how many... She's... Oh, I'm an ambassador. So was she over there because her alleged father, who I don't believe so... Was her father is over there. She she seemed of age. So oh, she was of age. Was she looking to get discovered in Berlin? And then she's going to, Was she going to like garbo it or something? And then like Marlene Dietrich's going to walk in and see her and take her back to the States? What was she thinking? She's American. Oh. You want to be an actress? It's 1931. Ma- Go to
1: Hollywood know Dietrich would have been, you know, Menage a twine it with her, but
0: yeah, I don't. I'm like, and she
1: would have been, probably participated.
0: Yeah, because Sally would be like, I I know you. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm Sally. You're rich. Let's oh, go. That's how Sally was. Okay. Um. Yeah, the terrier getting killed. That was. was- that was a it bad was. reheatable. But at the same time, though, it was brutal. But yet I'm like, yeah, you know, it's n- this isn't as brutal as what's about to happen. Yeah. Six million people being
1: foreshadowing
0: killed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, as, and that, that, that made me really sad because here was this dead dog. I love dogs. And it didn't. I kind of was just like, you know, I mean, that's a drop in the bucket of right. what's about to happen.
1: If you don't buy your train ticket now, there's no hope.
0: And it's just so sad, though, because it's 19. What was it? 1931. Mm-hmm. So there are a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, also my final battery heatable is the whole song. If you could see her through my eyes. I mm-hmm. just, it just felt very uncomfortable to me. I was just, I, I, I,
1: I, I feel like, okay. Cause that was in my uh, Tasty Nuggets because at the end it says, if you could f- see her through my eyes, she wouldn't look Jewish at all. Now my take on that was sort of like Dr. Seuss's uh, the Sneetches, you know, like as in, If you look at anybody through my eyes, you're going to see we're all the same. It doesn't matter. Religion doesn't matter. Color doesn't matter. What matters is we're all part of the human race. But, and, hey, I I give it to you. People, uh, the Jewish persuasion were going, yeah, so you're, yeah, like it was, it was anti-Semitic. yeah. you can see it both ways, but And I
0: get it. really uncomfortable when I just see like gorillas and stuff dressed up in human yeah. clothes. Well
1: I went is so, this like instead of blackface they have the
0: Yeah, curtains. it's gorilla and I'm I'm like okay. I mean I know the whole thing yeah. of it, it and what yeah. it's saying and meaning and then also the makeup was really weird. And I, the I makeup was, like, was
1: always weird.
0: Yeah, I'm like this cabaret just happens to have this, like everything's threadbare. But then, like, what's up with the eyes? Because that I don't know. And also, I get really weirded out by Planet of the Apes as well. I, it's always made me very uncomfortable. Well, it was kind of some bestiality shit going on. Also, here. I was kind of like, what are oh. you really saying?
1: Yeah, you know, okay. I'm just Fair.
0: I. I want to. I want. I can understand how some people give it a pass and stuff, and I can definitely see it and and enj- and you know enjoy it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm an American. I've I've heard the same dog whistles as well. I don't know how how much enjoyment I'm taking from this.
1: Yeah, it was an uncomfortable. So thing. it, it just
0: made me. It was just very uncomfortable it to worked. me the whole time. I understood what the point of the song was it was just the makeup and everything it just made me very uncomfortable but the kit kat club every
1: performance was a little uncomfortable
0: yeah the, yeah i mean the dudes even his makeup was just very uncomfortable it was so to me. seedy everything was, was so very seedy
1: take it to the to the nth degree of seediness it
0: was almost like i could smell it too yeah. Just the grease and the sweat. You know, they're not washing those clothes and stuff. No. And,
1: that person whoever was in that costume was sweating balls. Uh, and
0: sweating balls. I mean, I, I'm
1: sorry to to say this, but I'm not gonna say it. Move ahead.
0: It's okay. So my good reheatables. Um, well, this is good in that way. <laughs> where it's bad but it's good that you see it it's i guess it's kind of i I guess we should call it like it's a medicine reheatable it's an eat your vegetables reheatable i guess you could say like oh, throw okay. in some kale into that smoothie reheatable and that would be the whole scene of the song tomorrow belongs to me oh god because oh. that's how it happens people and that's That's the most important part of this whole movie. Yeah. Is that, you know, it wasn't... The Nazis didn't just show up and be like, yeah, we're Nazis, round up all the Jews and stuff. No, Maximilian even says it. He says to Brian, he he says, "Uh, good, I like the Nazis because they round up the communists. And Maximilian's rich, so he doesn't like the communists because the communists are going to dig into his... um, opulent lifestyle. And then he's like and we can control them. And it doesn't it doesn't happen all of a sudden. It happens uh slowly. And you see this uh-huh. it's a close up. I mean Bob Fosse directed his ass off with this he performance cuz it's just this, this close up of this objectively beautiful blonde boy singing this song about how tomorrow belongs to him cuz he's young and yeah, he's the youth. Look at him. It's beautiful, beautiful German countryside shot on location, green hills. You can almost hear Julie Andrews in the background. He's singing oh. a little song. Camera slowly pans down, and there you go. You see it right there on the arm. This is a oh, this is a Hitler youth. Yeah. And the townspeople, the youth start singing in and pretty soon it's this it it, at first it's this nice you know sound of music kind of nice jovial yeah look at the future the future's great and then it just turns and it becomes everyone all of the townspeople are really singing their heart out and it becomes a nazi anthem and there's the one old guy who refuses to sing and it's just kind of like guys (laughs) Really? What the fuck? Because I'm sure that old guy was in World War One, and it's just like, nah, this isn't a good idea. I don't like what happened to my country. But you see all these people, and they're yeah, we're and they're because they want to make Germany great again, and so they're all for it, and they're all singing. And by the time, and it's all pretty much from Brian's point of view, everything and all the singing, and it becomes terrifying. Because you know what's going to happen. And that's how it happens. Because at the beginning of the movie, you had the, in the Kit Kat club, the Nazi guy, he got, you know, kicked. And they're like, get out of here. And then they fight. And then the group of Nazis get that owner. I don't know if he's the owner, but he was a Kit Kat club guy. They kick his ass. Mm -hmm. They beat him up. And then they would make fun of him. And by the end of the movie, last thing is how the movie opened on that like weird mirrored, metal thing in the reflection whole crowd in the kit kat club nazis and And the one lady in the morning house
1: said um oh yeah you can't you can't believe that you know the propaganda against the jewish people and she said it's in
0: the newspaper every day how can i not believe it and you're just like yeah i mean i'll say it fox news so yeah. it, they basically, because she was like, oh, the Jews, it's an international conspiracy. They're in the banking. And Brian says, how can the, if the Jews are communist, how are they also in charge of all the banking? It They have to be one or the other. They're either in, involved in the, the international banking conspiracy or they're involved in the communism. They can't be both. That was just his point. And she's like, no, I read it. I read it in the newspaper. Right. It doesn't
1: have to make sense.
0: This is what I read. And he's like, that thing is that I forget exactly what he says, but he basically is like, that's not a newspaper that you're reading. And she's like, no, that's what I read. And there she is. She was she was a you know, she seemed like a level headed woman. She was reading the newspaper and stuff. She's reading this. And then there you go. Nazis. That's how it happens, people. So you know, and then you you look at it and the woman, she's the Natalia, she's a nice house. They kill her dog. What, would you ever be like, oh yeah, you know, they killed your dog because you're Jewish. Guess what? They're gonna round all of you up. They're gonna put you into showers, put poison gas in it, and kill all of you. No, would you ever, believed, ever believe now. that?
1: Right? Just like now, people are going oh, that would never.
0: That would happen never again. happen again. No. There's the only thing that, I, that, like, anything can happen again. Have you, right. ne- have people never read a history book of what people do to other people throughout now time? We have
1: children separated from their parents in detention centers still.
0: Mm-hmm. But, oh, but no, it, but they're criminals, though. They came across the, because they wanted a better, you know, blah, 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 all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, children so, are
1: criminals, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, the first dead dog at my doorstep I'm mock schnelling it. Don't know where I'm mock schnelling it to, but <laughs>
1: we be mock snelling together.
0: Feats don't fail me now. I got I got DNA everywhere
1: in this world. That's true. But I'll be- Check my DNA I, I'm allowed to be here.
0: Yeah, whatever.
1: Well, not me so much, but you you're pretty good.
0: I'm going to Wakanda.
1: <laughs> yeah. I probably can't get in.
0: <laughs> Work on your potato salad, Ma. (laughs) Work on your potato salad.
1: There will not be raisins in mine. Maybe some poppy seeds, but no raisins.
0: Ma, you're trying to get into Wakanda. You can't be throwing in poppy seeds and stuff. Okay. Okay, (laughs) I mean, once you get in, then you can play around. But, you know, I'm not done with my bads. I mean, my goods. Okay, good. Let's have some goods. The three-way love affair. I was like, oh. Nineteen seventy-two. He, what's his Brian was bisexual and yeah, all, all no, that all
1: along. I was like, wow. I'm um, I'm actually surprised that the thing with Sally actually worked
0: out. I'm just saying. Well, it didn't really.
1: I mean, the performance. Oh. Part.
0: Um. Yeah, we already said that. And so, oh, and then my other good reheatable is, you know, Fosse. Fosse's oh, little Fosse. hip moves, especially in mine hair. I already said that. So yeah. I guess we're on to our MVPs. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I didn't write anything down. What? Now, this is, this is, okay. So, full disclosure. You came, you came in like a wrecking ball, with Cabaret, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Cabaret, Liza Minnelli. I always felt like Liza Minnelli was so over the top, and Cabaret was just a musical. I was totally drawn in. I liked this movie. Wow. I liked the, I liked the, the understories. I liked the fact that in 1972, they were having this menage a trois. They they were openly discussing abortion. They were talking about, you know, the haves and the have-nots. I gotta say, my MVP is is her doing Cabaret.
0: Yeah.
1: That was amazing. I, I felt like, I always grew up feeling like she was riding on her mother's coattails. But she was so good in this movie. I mean, being... um, Not being a prima donna, like being the character, being really vulnerable and open. And then that final number, I was blown away.
0: Wow. Because I always knew Liza Minnelli as... Like, I didn't know this, but I always knew, like, oh, yeah, Liza Minnelli, she is a showstopper. I didn't know that Liza Minnelli was Judy. Like, I knew who Liza Minnelli was ah, before I knew who her mother was. Maybe. Or that they were mother and daughter. Like, I think they existed parallel in my but mind. you probably
1: knew Liza Minnelli before you knew who Judy Garland was.
0: Um, yeah, but I knew of her just because I knew of like her haircut and her dancing and because yeah. like, she was always on TV and stuff. And so I didn't know what she was famous for. I just knew mm-hmm. that she was famous and that she was a song and dance woman and was on mm-hmm. stage and stuff. And then I also knew about The Wizard of Oz, but I didn't know, oh, that's Judy Garland. And I didn't really know who Judy Garland was. And then you read about, oh, that's Judy Garland. And then it's that, wait, Judy Garland is Liza Minnelli's mom? What? what? So I like I knew I didn't have that. Oh, she's just riding her coattails. But I did look up to see how old she was when she did this movie. And she was 26. Okay. And So this was probably shot, what, in 1971 mostly? Uh And her mom died in, I think, 1968
1: or 69? Oh, so it was after her mom died.
0: Yeah. So I thought that that was pretty interesting just because, yeah, Judy Garland died in 1969. Because I did wonder, because there was something about how she auditioned for the role of Sally Bowles on Broadway, but some people wanted to give her the role, but others people felt that she didn't have enough, like she wasn't seasoned enough, didn't have didn't enough have ex- chops yet, yeah, didn't have enough experience, and so then she was doing other things and she also did that sterile cuckoo movie which i never heard of before but apparently she got nominated for an oscar for it oh really yeah and so after having that then they said here here you go and i was just like oh wow and it was just crazy to me how much she looked like her mom and and in her performance and her zest and so i'm like it's nice to see someone who's doing something that they love to do and they're also really good at it. Yeah. Like yeah. You're good at this, kid. Like,
1: yeah this
0: is this is a role that is kinda always gonna be associated with you.
1: And in in a good way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not like you know, like if if Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty had only done Ishtar <laughs> Those were the roles that were always associated with them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So is that for your MVPs?
1: Uh, it's my MVP, her singing cabaret
0: at the end. Because I have, I have a couple. I have two honorable mentions. So my okay. first honorable mention is Max's blonde mustache. Max <laughs> Williams. Because I'm pretty sure that thing was fake. It had to be. I was like, what the hell is going on with that mustache that yeah. it looks like a blonde carpet i've never seen anyone mm. with a blonde mustache no like facial that.
1: hair is always darker than head hair
0: but it was exactly the same color and it was like like i was like was i'm wrong. pretty sure that's a fake mustache yeah
1: that or a caterpillar was on his lip
0: and my my next mvp is liza minnelli's widow peak haircut I know,
1: and sometimes it was centered, and sometimes it's t- it wasn't it's just
0: a bit off. <laughs> but that that's iconic. Yeah, it's such it's a I such an iconic hairstyle. Yeah, not
1: everybody can pull that puppy off. No, no.
0: And my MVP because I feel like this man doesn't get any shine. I don't know who. I don't even know who he is or what he is. But when I saw him, and it was, he's just very briefly in this scene, but just the way he was sitting there, I said, that's my MVP of this movie. It's during a montage when it's with Maximilian, uh, Sally, and Brian. They're frolicking and having a good time on a boat, a rowboat. And there's a butler who's in charge of the champagne, (laughs) sitting in the middle, deadpan. Yes. And I was like, that's my MVP of the film. (laughs) This guy. Because he knows that he's in the middle of some really weird shit going on. (laughs) And he's not even holding the champagne because the champagne's in like the thing i don't even i'm not fancy so i don't know what they call it but he's just Bucket. sitting and he's sitting. it's not a sailboat it's a it's a rowboat it's a it's boat a that will boat. tip over and it's just this guy in his full you know jacket suit thing just sitting there gloves on yeah just sitting there i was like that's the mvp of the movie
1: and if the boat top-sized he would float to the top with his gloves on, still holding the trick. Above the water.
0: Yes. And be like, sir, sir, would you like some? Would you like champagne, sir? Okay. Okay, are you ready for recasting? I am. I only have one cast. I have two,
1: but I had a really hard time. I mean, I had to put this down last night. Granted, it was late in the evening when I came to it. But I had a really hard time.
0: I only did one straight-ahead cast. I when did something with Nazis. I'm like, I don't know where to like. It just it's the setting in 1931 Germany. Am I gonna, There is no people of color in this movie, so. Well, I have a people of color cast. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay, so I had a really hard time casting Joel Gray, the MC. Oh, because I cast
0: that first.
1: He's he's slight built. He can, he can be in drag. He uh, has a good time.
0: Yeah, um, the answer's right in front of your face, but you don't okay. know it.
1: Okay, well, you're not going to like who I cast for my people's color cast. Okay. Okay, so I'm not going to start with him. I'm going to start with Maximilian. Mm-hmm. Maximilian, the rich guy who lives life the way he wants to on his terms, Donald Glover. Okay. Okay.
0: hmm
1: Now, Brian, Brian, who is bisexual, uh, more homo than hetero, I feel, Anthony Mackie. Okay. The, the guy from Captain America. Uh-huh. And so my Sally, I'm kind of happy with this. Mm-hmm. is zazie beats
0: yes she okay. would be she could be a good sally yeah plus she she's could. like half german i think
1: oh man then i now my Joel is cat williams
0: yeah that's pretty good ma i could see you. that thank you mm-hmm.
1: then i went for my okay just putting people in there my sally is zendaya Mm-hmm. i don't know if she could pull off the singing but again the uh, the author didn't want sally to be really talented
0: well wasn't zendaya in that hugely successful movie that neither of us have seen but everyone else in the world has the greatest showman
1: probably I mean, I, I'm not saying she's not talented. I didn't know what her singing chops were. I think she's got
0: a record deal.
1: Because I was thinking, you know, Jennifer Hudson could could pound out those songs. But I didn't know if she could be as... Um, Flighty. Fractured. And, and fractured as Sally was. Zendaya,
0: yeah. is a, that's really good, Ma.
1: Thank you. So my Brian... You know,
0: bisexual.
1: Mm -hmm. I had, but good looking, Chris Pine.
0: Ah. I'm a little down on him right now.
1: I know you are, but but give him a moment. And then my Max is Jonah Hill. Because Max was kind of a buffoon.
0: Yeah, but Max was... Like no offense to Jonah Hill or anything, but But when Jonah Jonah
1: Hill, no, now Jonah Hill can pull it off, and you know, like he is ever evolving. He is always, uh, um, up and down on the weight scale, and okay,
0: okay, okay.
1: My Joel for that one, I went with Robert Downey Jr. because I feel like he could be extravagant enough.
0: Well, he would definitely, yeah. Yeah, he would definitely uh, go for the gusto.
1: I felt like that. Mm -hmm. I'm happier with my black cast that would never do this during Nazi Germany, but um, (laughs) Cat Williams. So you want to make
0: an all-black version of Cabaret set in 1931? Were there even four black people in Germany at the time?
1: And then I was thinking, you know what? Brian... Doesn't have to be a guy. Oh, that's true. Except that we don't know who the dad of the baby is. <laughs> so yeah, he did have to be a guy.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so no, it's... you know Sally. I mean, the, well, the, that's the, true. These are only two. The, you know that we saw. We know that's that Sally true. was out gallivanting. Because I felt
1: like the menage a trois could be two women and a man too. Yeah,
0: Maximilian but, could be a woman
1: max could be a woman but yeah okay Mm -hmm. okay so your
0: cast all right so my cast well for brian i guess i should go i'll go with i'll go who do you want me to go with first i'll let you choose
1: uh okay go with brian
0: okay brian i picked zach efron yeah because i I was like who's really pretty yeah. Something. Okay. That's why I went with Chris Pine. Um, For Maximilian, I don't know what this guy looks like now. But I went with Josh Hartnett.
1: Oh, it's been a while since we've seen him. Yeah. But, yeah. but
0: even if he was old, it's, as long as he was rich and stuff.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Because that was his whole draw was yeah. the rich thing. He was thing. rich. For Sally Bowles, I went, Uh I fully embraced the, the author's intentions. And I have no idea if this actress is a talented singer or not, but I felt that it would be very interesting to see her in this role and what she could do with it. I went with Ellie Kemper. From Kimmy Schmidt and The Office. Yeah. She could be the, because
1: she could be really, um you know, the sensitivity and the, yeah.
0: Very flighty, very, but yet very charming, but yes. all about her. Yeah, yeah. But yet enough that you could see how people would be drawn in. Yeah. hmm And so my MC, my Master of Ceremonies. That was the hardest for me. When I saw, the first thing I saw, I was like, well he, he to me he even looks like him. And knowing this actor's background, so everything you said, slight build, drag it's John Cameron Mitchell Oh It's the MC Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God, yeah. Because John Kemp, for those who don't know, he was in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And well, the last time I saw him was he was in The Good Fight. Yes. So I was just Yeah, like, that would totally work. Yeah, he would totally be him.
1: That was my hardest one to count. And
0: he lived in Germany. And Hedwig is like, basically, she was in Germany. Like, she was a German woman, so he could nail the accent.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, because Joel Gray really studied hard to get the perfect, authentic German accent. Mm-hmm.
0: The German accent's really hard. I can't do a German accent.
1: It should be in your blood. It's not. It's really hard. Yeah, it's not because it's not a pretty language. It's all. <sighs> yeah and then you cough stuff
0: up but then you're and then you have to translate that into english and how the accent works on english words yeah. and it's one of those things where i can hear it but i can't i can't replicate it like you can talk like you are from france very easily it, you badly can do that. you can do scotland scotland not yeah. so well See, i no, I, can, I really can't do accents but german i have no idea that's funny like a real german accent because it, it's very tricky
1: yeah well i i felt like um the cast was solid it's,
0: yeah did you look up the awards this thing won I, like a bunch of awards
1: i did and, uh, okay, so, like, I'm blown away about a couple things. She won Best Actress. Uh, she won the Oscar and the Golden Globe. hmm Joel Grey won Best Supporting Actor and the Golden Globe. Uh, it won, Fosse won Best Director. Wow. And the Golden Globe. Uh, it won for Cinematography Art direction and set decoration, best sound, best film editing, and best original s- song score adapted. It was the only one to win that much and not win best actor, a best picture. And you know what won best picture? I do because I saw. So I'm going. Joel Gray won su- supporting actor over some of those two.
0: Well, but you didn't tell us who those dudes were. I know.
1: Best Picture went to Godfather.
0: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, the Godfather won Best Picture. But Bob Fosse won. Like, Francis Ford Coppola didn't win Best Director. Best director. And the cinematographer of the Godfather didn't win. Right. <laughs> that's and pretty crazy. And Best Supporting
1: Actor... I mean, how, I don't know how many of them were nominated, but De Niro, you got James Kahn, you've got um, Robert Duvall, all of those people could have been in that category. For I love it because, yes, he was a freaking amazing. But wow. I was, I was amazed.
0: Can you imagine watching that ceremony? Hey the godfather and it's cabaret 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 no and it gets the best picture and you're just like man the godfather's not gonna win anything guys are you freaking <laughs> kidding me i know and then you're like godfather like cabaret was already like walking up to the stage they had one two
1: three four five six seven they had eight awards awards they, are the, they had the most awards that never won Best Picture.
0: And usually I would, but the Best Picture was The Godfather. And we haven't done that one yet. But The Godfather's a good movie. I know. It's the fucking Godfather. The director. <laughs> Oh my God I'm blown away I wonder if he won best you know what maybe that's for the best Maybe if he had won best director we wouldn't have gotten Godfather part two He no. would he would have sloughed it off very possibly and the Godfather part three would have been the Godfather part two Maybe maybe we all need to thank cabaret for pushing Coppola because he's like you know what fine. Y'all aren't going to give me the Oscar? I'm going
1: back. I'm going to do another. <laughs> yeah. I, I was blown away. Wow. Okay. So I have Tasty Nuggets. Oh, okay. I have a you couple. You asked me to do Tasty Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Originally, this film was given an X rating. And
0: for what? There was nothing X in it. Are
1: you kidding me? It was 72, full-out abortion.
0: But do we, we didn't see her get an abortion. She Menage was just a trois. And we didn't we even have see that people in drag. Well, there was uh, that. Yeah. Oh
1: my god.
0: But we didn't and, see any of the like the they didn't even there wasn't even any guy on guy kissing or anything. No, there the wasn't. most was just the three of their foreheads together in like a yes. triangle. That was yeah. it. It's true, but
1: it was implied.
0: Yeah, and the abortion. She said, "I'm pregnant," and then she came back without a coat, and she's like, "Let me just sleep." And he's like, "You, you had the abortion, didn't you?" But
1: they used the word abortion like <gasps> several times. That was this was seventy two. That was big. Okay, um, it was re rated. Yeah, in Britain, it was given an X rating too, and then it was re rated. Okay. The song Tomorrow Belongs to Me we've talked about. about. It was mistaken for a genuine Nazi anthem because the guy who wrote, the two Jewish guys who wrote it, wrote it in the traditional style of a German song. Mm -hmm. So it sounded like a, a Nazi anthem, but it wasn't.
0: It sounded like one.
1: It did indeed. Um... And that song was deleted when it was first shown in West in West Berlin.
0: Yeah, because they they were like we have made a horrible mistake. Yeah,
1: because they felt like it would stir up resentments in the audience showing Nazi sympathizers.
0: Yeah, and all like, that stuff was illegal. They were there aren't any you know how we have here Confederate statues and stuff. They do yeah, not yeah. their Confederate statues are bombed out churches. Of yeah look what we hath wrought never forget that's yeah. theirs it isn't they don't have uh a, i don't know what any of those fuckers names are besides hitler like the underlings on there's no horses they're standing up looking gallant and chivalrous there's none of that bullshit
1: the song was added uh to the tv version in 1976 when they showed it mm-hmm. okay sally Bowles is based on a real life asp- aspiring actress Jean ross oh. who was a member of the communist party um liza said she could tell she was the star of the film because she was the only one with shaved armpits
0: but liza you were the only american
1: so. That's what I said. <laughs> there there are other ways to tell who are true Germans and who are, but we won't get into it. Um, Liza, with the help of her father, Vincent Minnelli, designed her own hair and makeup.
0: I didn't know that.
1: I know. I, I know, because that was an iconic. It was all filmed in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was filmed in around Munich.
0: Actually, it was filmed in West Germany.
1: West Germany at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, we were there when the wall came down and it became a united Germany. But oh, that's another story. Story for another day. Joel Grey is is one of two people who won the Tony and the Oscar for the same role.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: The other person being Viola Davis, who won it for for
0: Fences. Fences. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Billy Wilder and Gene Kelly were both offered to direct it and they both turned it down.
0: Oh, interesting. I'm
1: glad because we got the Fosse.
0: Well, the Fosse, effect. he, I, I almost picked sweet charity. Cause sweet charity was a box office bomb, but it had Shirley MacLaine in it.
1: Yes, so it was. I do
0: want to revisit that. Cause I like, I like Fosse and I like MacLaine. Um, So he, but he was able to finagle his way into it. Which I wonder if we'll see that in Fosse Verdon.
1: We'll have to watch. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious. It's the 63rd greatest of all time movies.
0: Mm.
1: These are the people who were considered to play Sally Bowles. Okay. Ursula Andrus. I don't know who that is. You probably wouldn't. Uh, Julie Andrews. Oh, But no. Julie
0: Andrews seems very wholesome.
1: Anne Margaret, Faye okay. Dunaway.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Jane Fonda. Jill yeah, I can Ireland. See
0: Jane Fonda. Who? Are, Jill
1: Ireland. You probably. Don't I don't know,
0: know who Jill Ireland is.
1: Glenda Jackson.
0: I don't know who Glenda Jackson is.
1: Shirley MacLaine. I, feel I like could she see Shirley MacLaine,
0: but are we are we the short haired bias? I feel like now Sally Bowles has the Sally Bowles haircut, so we're more likely to see yes Shirley MacLaine than we are to be like yes Jane Fonda.
1: I feel like Shirley MacLaine could pull it off.
0: Well, Shirley MacLaine is a world renowned actress.
1: Also, offered, uh, uh in consideration for your consideration, Babs Streisand.
0: Babs and that would wait have been for interesting. it,
1: Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood, the only one I think that could truly pull it off would have been Shirley McLean, but I think they hit the daily double with Liza Minnelli, and I have never been a Liza Minnelli fan, but man, well, she blew me away in this.
0: If they were going with the Sally Bowles, untalented but delusional, then. I could see opening it up, and I could see, uh, I could see Jane Fonda. I never count Jane Fonda out of anything. That's my rule. Jane Fonda, I definitely see Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. I f- the Faye Dunaway one would be very interesting. I feel like Sally Bowles would get very intense. It would be an oddly intense Sally Bowles.
1: Yeah, we might have to come in with machine guns to kill her.
0: Yeah, just be like, wow, Sally Bowles, uh, not so flighty, but very intense.
1: Um, Do you have any tasty nuggets?
0: I do. I have one more to add. The German voice that you hear that's on the radio, that is Harold Nebenzahl and... His father was Seymour Nebenzahl, and he produced Fritz Lang's M that we did. His dad did. Mm. I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, yeah, M, we did M. That was a good movie. And so his son was one of the voices. His son was a producer or something on the film, and he also did the voice on the radio.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of German being spoken in the in the background I well,
0: had to you had the remind us how it as was, was. Yeah. Berlin it's Berlin so yep there you go so
1: that was before West Berlin that's when Berlin was Berlin
0: well yeah Berlin was Berlin it was the like Germany was Germany it extended all the way into Poland and stuff
1: yeah then you I kept know on
0: yeah and then you know
1: okay i was surprisingly entertained
0: all right well what will we be surprisingly entertained by next week
1: i have two movies in my brain
0: and i cannot decide you have to pick one ma so we have to go with a or b a or b a or b so i have to pick are we flipping a coin or something
1: yeah, we're flipping a coin. It's on you, A or B, A or B, A or B.
0: I, I feel like it should be a real coin,
1: but I don't have any coins around. Flip one in your imagination. Mm,
0: B for Bush.
1: Okay. B is in honor of a movie we talked about together not on the air Mm -hmm. in honor of uh, a beloved actress who has been under the weather lately. Huh? I don't know. Um, We actually texted this movie back and forth this week.
0: This week?
1: We did. It's a movie from the 80s jumping jack flash yes we are doing jumping jack (laughs) flash Whoopi has been under the weather we almost lost her what happened to Whoopi? we did she had pneumonia and septus yeah we almost lost her and she has been starting to come back to the view but she has to really take her time because she's got to get her lungs back together yeah, we almost lost her.
0: Well, this wouldn't be the first time we've almost lost her, according well, to the podcast, Imagined
1: Imagine Life. Life, which I blew for my daughter. <laughs> Just know that, yes, there is an Imagined Life about Whoopi. Now, listen to them all and see if you can figure out which one it is. <laughs> yes. Before somebody <laughs> blows it for you. Yeah, we're doing Jumpin' Jack Flash cuz it I like it. And when when you were texting about it today, I, I no, earlier in the week. It I was, was like,
0: yesterday.
1: Yeah, we have to do this.
0: Yeah, cuz they didn't even mention it in all her accolades. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Ghost. Yeah, 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 the color purple. But guys, Jumpin' Jack Flash, though."
1: Yeah. When her dress gets caught in the shredder.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: One of my faves. There's
0: never been a, like, you know, I was, I was never into acting or anything because there were never any parts where I said, yeah, I want to be that. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to be Sandy in Grease. You know, I didn't yeah. want to be any of the parts in Our Town. I want to no. be, you know, watch movies. I didn't want to be the girl in Indiana Jones. Was it, you know? But when I saw Jumpin' Jack Flash, I was like, <laughs> now I could be her. Yeah. This looks familiar. Yeah. Oh, man. That's good. All right. Excellent. Excellent.
1: Okay, listeners. There you go. There you go. <laughs>
0: bye